Well, it's so great to have almost playoff basketball back in Oklahoma City. Good morning, everyone. Hour 3, Thursday, April 13, T-Row in the Morning Show. I'm here at Brown O'Haver today, TJ back in studio, John hanging out with us as well. In fact, let's start there. TJ, uh, if you're ready, it is time to read the news. It's time for In the News. What's wrong with you today, well, Teach? I was told yesterday by someone that their wife really hated my Popeye impersonation on In the News and wanted me to stop doing it, and I'm just not feeling very TJ right now. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. I am disappointed because I very much look forward to your Popeye impersonation (laughs) every morning. Okay, I need your help. If you're not going to do that, you know, before every news story, I usually play the breaking news sounder. Oh, yeah. I, I don't have access that. to. You don't have access to. That, I don't have do access to play anything today, so I'm gonna need one of you to give me a breaking news sounder between every news story. Perfect. No, that'll work perfectly. Let's start with the NBA playoffs today. Um, Thunder win last night, one twenty three, one eighteen over the Pelicans. They are still alive. New Orleans is done. OKC headed to Minnesota, where they will face the T Wolves on Friday night. That'll be another late night start. 8.30 the listed game time, which means 8.50 probably. SGA 32, despite double teams all night. Josh Giddy was spectacular. 31 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds. Lou Dort carried him for a while. He had 27. Jay Will hit a skyhook in the fourth quarter. OKC wins a great basketball game. Chicago won the other game last night, 109-105, eliminating the entire country of Canada. Now Chicago will play Miami on Friday in the first game for the eight seed in the east. OKC Minnesota for the eight seed in the west. Winner of that game gets the Denver Nuggets 
the one seed in the opening round of the NBA playoffs. TJ? Thank you very much. The Tampa Bay Rays are 12-0. and They won again Ridiculous. last night. Randy Rose Arena, a three-run homer in a 9-7 to win over the Red Sox. They are one away from tying the record of the 1987 Milwaukee Brewers and the 1982 Atlanta Braves, who both started a year 13-0. and uh, you just skip to the next news story on your own there, sorry, mister. Sorry. That's fine. Cardinal rookie Jordan Walker has a 12-game hit streak now to start the year. It is the longest hitting streak to start a career ever. Well, since 1912. He tied Eddie Murphy. I didn't know Eddie Murphy, but... 1912, Eddie Murphy had a 12-game hit streak to start his career. Ties the record for someone 20 years of age or younger. So there's a very specific uh, niche here. But Jordan Walker of the St. Louis Cardinals, 12-game hit streak to start his career. That's pretty cool. TJ. (laughs) Thank you. Well, Donald Duck creeped into that one. Uh, Speaking of Major League Baseball. A week and a half into the season, batting averages up 16 points. Stolen bases have spiked 30%, and the average game time is down 31 minutes. The lowest since 1984. TJ, are are you okay with all this? Do you like it? Do you hate it? This well, sounds pretty great to me. So far, I have not been bothered by it. Um, I have not been bothered by the bags the way I thought. And now, to get a stolen base, you only have to take a step and a half, and you're there. The bases mm-hmm. are so big. Um, but no, the, the pitch clock, everything has flown well. It's going to come at... Beginning of the season is fine. You're not under as much pressure. It's going to stand out to me, and we'll see how I feel about it come playoff time. If guys are trying to get an advantage, think through some things and get pushed on this clock situation, that's probably when it's going to bother me. But this regular season, I've kind of enjoyed it. I have been able to get through games a lot quicker and games finish on time. I'm in bed at a decent hour on the Ranger games, so I have not hated it. So if you're a a pitcher and you're trying to catch the guy at first, every time you throw to first base and they throw it back, does the the clock reset, I'm assuming? and you only get two pickoff attempts. Oh really? You mm-hmm. can't just sit there and pick them off. Nope. Is, and so is that is that the main contributor to steals being up, or is it the pitch clock? Shorter distance between bases, because the bases are slightly larger. So they're not ninety feet anymore. The bases are slightly larger, so technically, from middle of base to middle of base, it's still ninety feet. Okay. But each base is what TJ a couple inches bigger. Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah. It's not not a lot, but it's uh, you know there's a close plays. Two pickoff attempts. Meaning they could still a little and and skip, a lot more sliding know. area too for the hand to reach around and you know you've got more room to work yeah. Skip says and similar rules in college baseball that it is easier to steal bases because the pitchers are having to work so much more quickly that things that you would like the hold is something that was a an effective tool in the past for a pitcher. 
you don't know when I'm going to go. You're locked up over there at first base. I'm just going to keep holding the baseball. You can't do that anymore because you only got 20 no. seconds and you get an automatic ball. Also, when the clock's counting down, runners got a pretty good idea when you're going to throw the pitch now because he's it says three, yeah. two. I mean, he's got to go, almost, so you're getting yeah. early jumps. It's almost like a defensive line knowing the play clock's about to run out and being able bit. to, yeah. But the game time's being down is the big thing here. A half hour is a stunning amount of time. Like, if it was 10 minutes, I'd say that's a pretty good chunk. To reduce the average Major League Baseball game across the board by a half, now it's a week and a half, we'll see. That is a massive amount of time. I know, but baseball tends to prove that average out really quickly, like, you're playing a bunch of games. You, you play a bunch of games, yeah. and there, there's a there's already a really big sample set there. And you see it in when you're talking about uh, batting averages and stuff. I mean, what usually happens in the first month of baseball tends to be the indicator for the rest of the year when it comes to averages. Here's, how, like here's where I push back on that a little bit. A lot of times when you have rule changes in all sports, early in the season, they're real sticklers about it just to make sure everybody – and then they kind of relax. And, TJ, I'm hoping that happens with what you're saying. I'm hoping when we get late in the season and certainly in the playoffs mm-hmm. that there's a little bit of leniency here for those big dramatic moments. It would be terrible for us to be in the World Series, massive dramatic moment, 3-2 count, and somebody takes 21 seconds on the mound and we get an automatic ball four that decides a game or something like that. So yeah, exactly. hopefully we're just establishing early in the year the rules for everybody to kind of live up to. If the Reds are on the receiving end of the benefit of that 21-second, I'd love it. You'd be fine. I'll take it. Okay. And I just want to make sure we have a clear understanding. I think the the minutes that they've gained here, I think um, 10% of that is the pitch clock and the pitchers. 90% of it is the batters having to be in the box instead of adjusting all their stupid equipment. That took longer than anything. That held up the pitchers. So, yep. And that's fine. Like we've talked about before, that's dead time. And you're not affecting the sport at all right? by making a batter get in there and be ready to hit rather than do his 45-second exactly, exactly. pre-pitch routine. So kudos. So, so basically you're giving it up to Rob Manfred right now. <laughs> Next story. Texas has had two freshmen announce yesterday that they will be entering the portal. Now, you cannot technically go into the portal until uh, Saturday, April 15th. Uh, There's a 15-day window upcoming, 15th through the 30th of April. But I guess they have announced that they will be entering the portal. This is weird. We're in spring practice right now, and wide receiver Brennan Thompson and defensive end Derek Brown have made it known that on the 15th, they're out. Imagine if this happened at OU, if we had a couple of highly touted freshmen that had enrolled early and have gone through spring practice and have already decided we don't want to be at OU. Well, real quick, are these um, are these early enrollees for this, or are these they've already played a year? Like they're, where are they freshmen? Good at? question. Does that make my, sense? My understanding was they were incoming freshmen because it says freshman next to their name. I think we'd call them sophomores. Otherwise, wouldn't we? Are they? But I could are they be wrong. Sophomores when the spring. Travis I, or 
or somebody out there listening who knows for sure, let me know. Because to your point, the, either way is is kind of weird, and having two transfer windows to me is a issue in college football altogether. But yes, if they are incoming, like incoming early enrollee freshmen. I thought that, I had seen where one of them had played in some games last year. So I think, I think he's still Brennan classified. Thompson sounds familiar. Yeah, I think he, he was just classified as a freshman. But obviously going into next season, he, that would be his sophomore year, if that makes sense. Did not see any action. Oh, so both these guys were freshmen last year. Right. So it's not as They're still classified as, as freshmen. It's not as crazy, no, it's as, not as, crazy. It, as if they were early enrollees. That Correct. would be that would be. They've nuts. gone through spring practice. They've recognized we're not getting any playing time. Yeah. And they've decided to hightail it out of Austin. Still, it's negative toward Texas, and I, I love it. it. Yeah, I love I'm it. I'm here, here for it. it. No, long, yeah. no Longhorn Steakhouse. TJ? I love Longhorn Steakhouse. <laughs> I need the sound effect. Yeah, thank you very real, much. Real quick, I also will not buy a truck that says Texas Edition on it. Thank you. Like the people that the have Longhorn a Longhorn Edition. Oh, well, I mean, come. TJ, don't you own a Longhorn Edition truck? No, I don't know. Yeah, well, no. There it's, is a long. There's a Longhorn Ram, but I that's do have Texas Ranger yeah. t- t- stickers on the back window. That's fine, but you've specified that it's Texas Rangers, not the state of Texas. Right. Yes, yes, correct. Um, we've heard now of uh, of uh, uh, cocaine bear, obviously. Uh, one of Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos has been killed in a highway collision <laughs> oh, no. in Colombia. Oh, no. Now, just to specify, this is not a hippo that, you know, eats cocaine. It That's is what he called one of his ex-wives? What is this? That, it's a hippo that has been purchased with cocaine money. A hippopotamus descended from animals illegally brought to Colombia by the late drug kingpin Pablo Escobar has died in a collision with an SUV near Escobar's hacienda. The hippo's which spread from the estate into nearby rivers, now number more than 100. So years ago, Pablo Escobar brought some hippos over, TJ, to Colombia. They've all made it. Now there's a ton of them. There's like a whole hippo commune going on over there, purchased with drug money. One of them has been killed on a highway. By the way, not a good thing to collide with, I would think, if you're the driver of the motor vehicle for a couple of reasons. A hippo could do a significant amount of damage, I would think, to your car. Very dense. And secondly, and most importantly, I don't think you want to go killing anything that belongs to the Pablo Escobar estate. Uh, No. No. Even if you survive the wreck, you are not surviving very long. The vehicle occupants were unharmed in the accident near Medellin. The hippopotamus died immediately. Well, that's good. Um, you don't want them to suffer. Um, I think it's cool, though, the miracle of life that, that hippos can survive outside of Africa. Have, were we not even talking about that? Aren't hippos native to Africa? Sure. And now we've got like a whole community in South America? Yeah. That's amazing. Is it? I think it's fantastic, yeah. Hmm. You, I mean, they got I don't think they had hippos. Don't we have a couple had... down at the Oklahoma City Zoo? I mean, how incredible yeah, is but, it? But, but just a couple, though. That's in a very <laughs> confined space. Now we're talking. They're out. You're talking hundreds of hippos. They're out in nature now. Yeah. This is so amazing. You're giving it up to Pablo Escobar. Well, I just appreciate the fact that we're first def- TJ and Rob Manfred. Now you and Pablo Escobar. Yeah, I think that's fair. Right. TJ. And finally, New York City has appointed their first ever rat czar. 
the Big Apple's growing rat population has now a first-ever rat czar to try to control it. New York City Mayor Eric Adams appointed former school teacher Kathleen Karate on Wednesday as the city's first director of rodent mitigation, better known as the rat czar. Quote, New York City has done a lot recently when it comes to fighting pub- public enemy number one, rats. But it was clear we needed someone solely focused on leading our rat reduction efforts across all five boroughs. And today I'm proud to announce Kathy Karate as New York City's first ever rat czar. Kathy has the knowledge, drive, experience, and energy to send rats packing. Like, Plus, she's got a great name, what's Kathleen the experience Karate. Here? What's the, what's the, she was a school teacher. Okay. She's, she's, she's used to rounding up rats. Your children. That's what she's done. Hopefully she doesn't run across Chucky in that cigar. Hey, Toots, what you doing? You want me off the subway? What? Has there ever been a story come out of New York City that's made you want to move there? Like, have you ever heard a story that somebody's read and you're like, oh, man, I wish I lived in New York City? Because i got to tell you, what a cesspool of humanity. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't – it's just insane. It's absolutely <laughs> – it's the fact that you have to hire a rat czar and then tout her accomplishments as to why they're going to – What a job, too, huh? Unbelievable. Kathleen The Karate, size of rat rats, czar. too, in the subways when you see them is just well, they're terrifying. Like, they're, they're like cocaine hippos. <laughs> they're like, they're like cocaine the same hippos. size. They are. They are. <laughs> The complaints of rats up 74% (laughs) since 2020 in uh, New York City. So uh, never fear. Kathleen Karate is on the scene now and about to take care of business. And that's the news for this Thursday, April 13th. Live at Brown O'Haver today. We'll be back right after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. And now it's time for In the News. <laughs> Welcome back. Toby and TJ back with you. RK Black brings you this hour. They also bring you great business solutions. Copier, fax, printer, scanner, document management. Uh, Drake was getting jammed up uh day before yesterday. Having right. all kinds of trouble. RK Blackout, they straightened things out for him and got nice. him unjammed. So that's what they Did do. Did they ask RK if Black. you're putting uh, wipeable they, flushes They called in the Drake printer. in there and said, who's putting the flushable <laughs> wipes in the fax machine? Why well, I said wipeable flushes. <laughs> well, I did get a text message from a prominent uh, OU person during that break that said the rat czar uh, is – uh, able to deal with rats because she's been dealing with brats her whole career. So, <laughs> that's, pretty good. That's true. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, uh, text line, bases are three inches wider. So first base is actually three inches closer to second base, and second base would be an inch and a half closer uh, for a total of four and a half inches. All right. There's a math teacher. She's... Used to Makes dealing sense. with rats, yeah. Makes sense. Uh, the bases went from 15 to 18, I think. So, yeah, that was right. Three inches. Uh, bull! Bull! This guy's mad at you saying that you hope they ease up on the uh, in the playoff time. That's like not calling a clear foul slash penalty on the last play of the game of the Super Bowl or the NBA championship. You're right. And there was a point in, was it the Super Bowl this year, that I was like, gosh, I wish they wouldn't have called that. 
<laughs> seemed like there was a penalty that was called late in the either a playoff game or a Super Bowl that I was like, I realized that was a penalty, but really wish they wouldn't have called it there. Can't remember what know. game that I, was. I I agree and I disagree. I, clear fouls are clear fouls. I'm also like, when you're changing protocols like this, like the flop warning in college basketball this year, right? That was a brand new thing. It became a first-time technical, and early in the season we saw it all the time. You'd be given flop technicals in the Final Four in the national championship game. I, I think I'm out on that. Like that's, Let's just try to teach everybody how you want them to behave, and then as the season goes along, not that you're going to change the rules, but hopefully everybody's learned and everybody can relax on it a little bit. I don't think they're going to let I don't think they're going to totally ignore the pitch clocks when we get to the World Series and everything. But maybe I don't know if you can be more lenient. I guess if there's actually a clock what everybody can see and it's counting down, maybe you've got to adhere to it or you get blistered on national television and everything, but hopefully this it calms down a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. I could be wrong. Oh, you architect says guys. I some goof is saying that global warming is causing the baseballs to ha- uh, baseball to have more home runs. What a crock! What are your thoughts? Well, you're the first goof I've heard bring it up, <laughs> OU Architect. <laughs> uh, I don't know that that – I don't know what has anything to do with it. I didn't know there was more home runs. That wasn't a part of what I read. There is way more home runs in college baseball this year. So there is – speculation that the baseballs are a little hotter you know you get different batches from year to year the baseballs are a little hotter maybe the bats are a little harder maybe the pitchers being sped up is leading them to be less accurate but a uh, massive jump in college baseball home runs this year thank you drake yes it was the pass interference call that allowed casey to set up for the field goal um that's right yeah that was that was bogus uh you guys may have touched on it already, but does Josh Giddy have the best hair in the NBA currently? <laughs> um, I'd have to think about oh, that. Oh, I'm thinking. Don't, great don't hair. rush through it. It is, it is fantastic hair, and he frequently brushes it out of his eyes. Yeah. Um, I like Josh Giddy. Do you like Josh Giddy, Teach? I don't have a problem with Josh Giddy. He, he comes to a ton of OU games, football mm-hmm. and basketball. Yeah, he does. So Sister plays at Southern Nazarene, I believe. I, uh, you know, I buzz the hair, right? Your hair, yeah. Yeah, my hair. Mm-hmm. I buzz my hair. And I've done it for, ever, like, ever since I haven't had a real job. So for, like, 12 years. And Alice is like, I missed it when you had long hair. Oh, and I no. said, I never really had long hair. And she's like, oh, yeah, 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 you did. She's like, I just want it to be able to, you know, you to be able to brush it out of your face. Like, that's what she said to me. And I'm like, oh, what is she even talking romantic. about? So I said, okay, I'll try to grow it out, and I just grew it, and it just grows straight out, Hmm. right? Okay, scary. And the the girls started calling me Einstein and asking me to get it cut, so I went and busted (laughs) off. My point is, is I love Josh Giddy's hair, and anytime I see a full mane of hair like that, it uh, it's it moves me. Weird, Jalen. <laughs> Not any weirder than the show's already been. Jalen. <laughs> Jalen Williams has. OKC's got a very interesting hair team. I alternate on Jalen Williams as to whether I like his hair or don't like his hair, but it's something. It's definitely something. Yeah, it's cool. I'm talking Santa Clara. Yeah, it's cool. You like it? Uh, I like Josh. It's abnormal. 
I like Josh Giddy's hair. I like Josh. Yeah, Josh seems like he uses a. At least Josh, shampoo. when it's flopping in his uh, eyes and stuff like that, isn't like uh, Steve Nash when he would lick his fingers and stick it to his forehead. So that's a good thing. <laughs> it was so gross. <laughs> it was very refreshing to hear Plank finally state there's no good news concerning the OU men's basketball team. <laughs> when will this- Porter. Uh, I'm not reading that line. Come on, be nice. This is the person that hates Porter, hates OU basketball. Yes, he wants to know and when wants all the media this. to get on the same page with him, right? So that they would open their eyes and see that we are headed down a uh, tube of death. And to be honest, I'll say that there's been no good news. I mean, obviously you've had the guys transferring agree, out. You've had nobody coming in. You have not heard that uh, Los Ortega are transferring. That is good or news. that either of the two incoming ESPN 100 guys are not coming. Good point. That's fantastic good point. news. Yeah. Eventually, they're going to add some guys in the portal here. There are tons of guys out there, and there's still a lot of time. So let's let's see who he gets before we render a verdict here. Very unpopular take, and I'm sure for the text messenger – that's not going to help them no, at all. No matter Patience. what texture, what whoever he gets, however he fills out the roster, whoever stays doesn't stay, he's got to win next season. He's got to sure. make the tournament. He's got to yep. show a massive jump next year. That's He knows that. Pressure's Administration on. knows that. Players know that. Fans know that. Pressure's on this upcoming season. So, Agree. Agree. Morning, fellas. As a meat market manager, I can tell you that the key to a nice tender chuck roast is just the right amount of marbling. That's from Camo Sooner. Hmm. You do have to have meat. the right amount of marbling. Yeah, good marbling's good. A steak or, ch- or a roast, mm-hmm. you got a, a nice amount of marbling is good. Uh, and the last one here I've got for now says, Thanks to John, we take pictures of our entire house about two times a year just to be safe. Great insight smart. from him. Smart, smart, smart. Hey, I started watching uh, Tetris yesterday, Teach. Oh, yeah? Have you seen this yet? I, I don't have Apple TV, so no, I have not. But I'm watching a new show as well. Very interesting. It's a movie. It's based on the story of it, but it's not like a documentary. It's a, it's a movie. It's really an incredible story it involves russia and japan and uh nintendo and atari and this incredible fight that took place over this game who's going to get the rights to it and at one point like eight different companies were claiming they had the rights to tetris and this one guy's effort to get them is kind of what the story is based on it's unbelievable this stupid little game about these blocks that you move different directions. <laughs> How many zillions of dollars it was worth right. made, and the fight over the rights to it was really an international conflict. And uh, it's a cra- it's a crazy story. I, I'm only halfway through it, so I can't tell you you know how it ends and whether it's good or in the end or not but so far i'm intrigued i i'm looking forward to seeing the rest of it but it ends with carpal tunnel syndrome for your phone you play a lot of tetris <laughs> oh my gosh yes cheese the, the big moment in this is when game boy comes out oh yeah because if you remember tetris on game boy was like how it all oh yeah, yeah. it exploded it up. and uh so game boy is just about to be introduced and nobody's ever heard of handheld games before so somebody's got rights to the arcade Tetris. Somebody else has rights to the 
computer Tetris. Somebody else has rights to the game console Tetris. But here comes this new handheld device that nobody has the rights to. And so it's a war over getting the rights out of Russia for, you know, this guy designed it there for Tetris. So anyway, it's interesting. We'll talk to John here at Brown O'Haver next. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Welcome back. Brown O'Haver hanging out today. John's here. TJ's in studio. 405-651-3439 if you would like to text the show. By the way, Benny Schroeder, your boy Benny Schroeder, TJ, found a home. He's headed to George Washington to play next year. Isn't that where Joe Bamisil came That's from? Where, yeah, I was about to say. That's where Maybe Bamisil Joe gave was. him the hookup out there. So uh, That means, let's see, C.J. Nolan to St. Louis, Benny Schroeder to George Washington, and that's it that we've heard of so far, right? Jalen, uh, Jacob Groves, mm-hmm. Bamisil. We haven't heard destinations for any of them, I don't think, yet. There's somebody else I'm not thinking And of, I don't think we will with Jalen until he finds out kind of where he is projected. Whether he's got a shot. Right, yeah. right, right. Right. I'm going to be... I'm going to be a Jalen Hill fan for life. I think he's a wonderful young man and uh, really enjoyed his time at OU and getting to know him. And uh, wherever he goes, I'm a fan of Jalen Hill. It will hurt my heart if he ends up at another Big 12 school. Like, I saw the list of different schools that have contacted him, and Texas Tech was on the list. Yeah. And if he ends Ugh. up like at a Texas Tech or something like that, it's gonna hurt. I, I just, if he doesn't go pro, I'll be shocked if he doesn't end up at UNLV. I mean, I just think that's where he ends up. It makes it so just much makes sense. it makes so much sense, and it's too easy. Yeah. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why he he may he, he may not want that at all. But everybody else is saying it just makes too much sense. So yeah. I, I think I'll be surprised if it's anywhere but there. Well, I'm with you. I mean, I even think it's weird. I, as an OU fan, these incoming players, like the football player and now the basketball, the women's basketball player from OSU, mm-hmm. it just kind of feels like we got a pitcher from OSU this year. It just feels icky. Like, like I'm glad they're here, and if they help us win, I mean, I'm sure we'll be all over it. But at the moment that it's happening, it just feels a little odd, right? I mean, no. the The last two years, this has become a thing. It was never a thing before. Remember, uh, well, Lincoln, Lincoln used to withhold a fit yeah. about. Austin, uh, Austin. All I can think of is Austin Reeves. What was Austin's last name? The quarterback that went to West Virginia. Anyway, it's everywhere now. Like these baseball series, we're going to have a guy start for us on Saturday that is from Texas Tech. He's going to pitch against Texas Tech. Cale uh, Davis from OSU, TCU's Friday night starter this year was at Kansas last year. Their second baseman was at Baylor last year. Their right fielder was at West Virginia last year. You know, there's uh, Texas starting outfielder was at TCU last year. It's all over the place. Guys transferring in in conference. Last year, Kansas had, uh, what's his name, from Texas Tech that was such a great defender for them in basketball. I, I hear you. I guess when they – No, I don't like it. It's just it's, – But when they come from Texas Tech or – 
it doesn't seem to be as weird, but oh, OSU yeah, yeah, in yeah. particular, right? Like if he told us he was going to OSU, that, that would, would be hurt. like the, and that's what I guess I'm getting at. Like I mean, obviously Baker came from Texas Tech. We've had players from inside the conference, but like Texas or Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. it just feels you're right. They, oh my god! If Jalen Hill and if he if he put out a graphic today with long in an OSU yeah. uniform, <laughs> you'd be like, "What in the world?" No, please don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but tough. yes, in conference, in conference is, is odd enough. But like these OSU players that we're getting, and if if some one of our guys or girls was supposed to go, there, oh my god, it would freak me out. Uh, sorry, just got some great news that some workers are working in our backyard. We've been waiting on. So. Oh, that's funny. Holy I, cow! I just got great news that he's not going to be there. Today. <laughs> he came to my house. <laughs> Seriously, there's the text. We will be there tomorrow. That's good. Thanks a lot. Sorry, we're going to Toby's oh, house today. Oh my god. Okay. Brown O'Haver, what's going on? Now, Now, uh, I didn't ask you about this in the commercial break. I apologize. You guys are always heavily involved in the community. You guys got anything going on right now yes. in the more Norman area? Well, in the month of March, we uh, did our volunteer day. We tried to do one volunteer event a quarter, and we did our volunteer day at Norman Food and Shelter. Um, great people there. April uh, is the uh, executive director for Norman Food and Shelter there on Main Street. Those those folks do an amazing job to serve the the homeless and and houseless That's awesome. folks in our yeah and we just we've pro, we've partnered with them for years and years and years and um, so if you're looking out there if you're a business in Norman or uh, somebody looking to donate or support it, it doesn't get a whole lot better than Norman Food and Shelter those guys are great and uh, they let us volunteer there and our team had a great time um, and it was uh, it's a good thing to do and it makes us feel good when we do it so. I highly, highly recommend Norman Food and Shelter if you're looking for a place in Norman to give back. Okay, let's drive home the point again about um, were you done? I'm sorry. No, I, no I'm done. Uh, done let's you. drive home the point about uh, how Brown O'Haver works. You got another example you can share with us? Yes, we're public insurance adjusters. We work for the insured, not the insurance company. So we had a client uh, that had a fire on his home. Insurance company did their, on, their own on-site inventory of the contents before we were hired. Our team reviewed the inventory. We did an on-site inspection, documented missing items. We found a number of pieces that were not included in the uh, insurance company's inventory. We prepared a full rebuttal and got the client an additional $35,000 to replace things in his home. Wow. I mean, that is real cut. And I want to, like, reemphasize this. $35,000, there's no tax on that. It's what you get paid from your insurance company when you've had a loss. And if this gentleman did not hire us, the insurance company would have kept $35,000. He would not have got it. It's not like he would have got it eventually. Right. No, no. He would not have gotten $35,000. And that's a lot of money to folks out there. How do you do this? How how, how are you able to find this money that they wouldn't have gotten So we just know know what the insurance company's looking for when they do their inventories. And we know what they typically leave out and – and forget you know forgetfully what omit falls through the cracks what, or intentionally exactly. they overlook or you know I, I yeah and we know what should be on there and what should be accounted for and we've done hundreds of um uh, alice was in um alice was in phoenix this past weekend um and a number of we were meeting with a number of or a number of public adjusters were there and they said to us we realized that Brown O'Haver is the leader, the nationwide leader in public adjusting hmm. for contents. 
for personal property claims. We do so much of it. We've impacted the industry with how we do the process nationwide. Very cool. And yeah, it is really cool. And, and we do that because we understand how important it is to get clients like this gentleman an extra $35,000. And we've done it since 2006. And again, if you're out there, if you've suffered from one of the Norman tornadoes, one of the uh, Logan County fires, a fire of your own, whatever the case may be, and you're saying, I still don't feel convinced. Give us a call. We'll give you we'll we'll give you referrals that match your exact type of loss. Whether it's a home loss, fire, water, whether it's a commercial loss, we have a, a database full of references, folks that are happy to tout us, and we'll put you in touch with them. And you can ask them why did it work, how did it work, and you know we we really believe in what we do. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, we got a lot of testimonials uh, just from the radio station alone. But check out their Facebook site; you can see a lot of testimonials there as well. 405-735-5510. I've never asked you this before. It's never crossed my mind, but maybe you'd be the perfect person for it. Could we possibly ask you? I started to say hire you, but I don't want to spend any money on this. Could we possibly ask you? You know, we've talked for a long time on this station about the incredible wealth that TJ has built up with his circle drive and his gargoyles. Here's, here's his two lake. I've thought about this a lot with living rooms. My and, concern with TJ is that he's underinsured. That this would work hand in hand. Could you just do an inventory on all his contents so that we could get an idea of what kind of generational wealth we're talking about here? And then maybe he could properly be insured once he gets that number. Well, it's the kind of generational wealth that is just okay with throwing away milkshakes that are, are, you know, Dr. Pepper um, floats and stuff. Just throw it away. Right. As if it costs nothing. Have you done... Uh, these kind of things out at Gallardia by Absolutely. TJ's house hundred percent. Yeah, okay. a lot of circle drives, a lot of boats, multiple right. buildings. Let's do it. Let's put it on the put it on the calendar if you don't mind. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, we'll take care of it. One more segment here for Brown O'Haver next. This hour of the T Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with The Crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. I got a question for Chris Plank today. Is he there? What's Chris up, Blake Toby? There. Crossover. Hi, Chris. How are you, bud? I'm awesome, man. Ready to roll. I got a, I got a question for you. So softball this weekend is going to Ohio, correct? Correct. And you're playing, uh, who are you playing up there other than Miami of Ohio? Louisville. Louisville. I need you to try that again with less V. Just kind of let your mouth. Louisville. 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 Now, is it Louisville or Louisville is what I've always kind of been told. So OU and Louisville is how. It's like you're not supposed to say New Orleans. You're supposed to say. I think it's more of a vol than a ville. I I think it's just Louisville. 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 Yeah, Yeah, so they get uh, Miami of Ohio and Louisville. That's it? Those two? Yeah. How did this come about that OU softball is going to Miami of Ohio? Is there a (laughs) former player that's up there or something? Don't say that. I'm going to be saying it all weekend long now, Miami of Ohio. 
TJ TJ said something a while back about either one of the players' names or one of the team's names, and literally I said it right as the broadcast started, and it was stuck in my head all week. I can't remember what it is now. I'll think. Uh, I have no idea, Toby. It's the and I just was doing a little research on this. It's the first time that I can find Oklahoma having ever played in Ohio. Not just oh, wow. Miami of Ohio, but in Ohio, period. I haven't been able to find anything. And I, I Pat's game notes are probably it's coming down here. It's a place for us to go. Correct. For us to take our dynasty right. to Miami of Ohio <laughs> and to me. play a couple of games. I don't. I, I feel like there's a connection there that we, we don't know about that has led to this. Um, I, they may- should be coming to us. You know what I mean? Correct. Maybe yeah. part of it, Toby is to avenge the only matchup OU has ever had with Miami of Ohio when the Sooners lost 3-2 to two back in 1992. Oh, Maybe Patty Gasso was looking back and thinking, I need, I need to avenge that. Make amends. Yeah, for yeah. that. But it's a great – you know, I haven't even really asked. And to be honest, it was one of those trips that when I looked at the schedule – and this is going to sound terrible, but I'm like, yeah, there's no way we're going there. I just figured that, you know, there would be a – I figured there would be a weather front that would move in or there would be something yeah. that came up. And, yeah, there's that, that's not happening. That but got canceled. You, you know, sometimes all it takes is asking. And I can't help but wonder if it was, hey, you know, this time's up with a hole in your conference schedule. Um, you know, because OU has no control over its conference schedule. They give it to you and you're like, all right, here's your weekend off. And so maybe it just happened to coincide with the week of the 14th, 15th, and 16th is the only thing that I could come up with because it is, it's, it's a unique trip. And so I'll dig, I'll send a few text messages here, but Are honestly. Are they playing Oakland up there? Yes, That's yes. That's on the schedule. Yes. Okay, okay. Sorry, I, I forgot there's um, two, there's three games, four, yeah, wait, hold on, two Saturday, one Sunday, right. So it's Miami of Ohio, Oakland, and Louisville is who they've got this weekend. Yeah, so. yeah Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. So hey, was, before uh, we get out of here, guys, Doc B's birthday. Happy birthday, Doc B. Happy birthday, Doc. Doc Happy B birthday. told me a month ago, he's like, my birthday's coming up. And I'm like, <laughs> he's called me every day for like the last legends, two weeks. How about that drawing that Jacob Potter did of uh, Doc B? That might, be a, that might be worth a retweet today just in celebration Little of Doc known B. known skill of Jacob Potter is he's an amazing <laughs> drawer. Drawer. Drawering. Hey, I won't talk to you tomorrow because we're flying out during the show, Toby. So have a great okay. weekend, man. Good luck against Tech. Sounds good. Thank you, Chris. Have a good show today. Thanks, bud. Thanks to John and Alice for hosting us, as always, at Brown O'Haver. If you think they can help you, give them a call, 405-735-5510. I'm at Rudy's tonight. Show's at 6 and 7. Hope to see some of you there. Have a great Thursday, everybody.